0: Today, we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 3, Episode 6, titled Old Wounds. Yet another fantastic episode. This episode closes out the whole Beifong family squabbles storyline in a really brilliant way. In in an otherworldly exquisite way that I absolutely adore every second of. Uh, And we we should, as such, just start off with the star of this episode, uh, Lynn's continued arc of reconciling with her past, reconciling with her upbringing. So she spends the majority of this episode sort of going in and out of this acupuncture place, and this acupuncture sort of starts bringing up memories of the falling out that Lin and Suyin had. And once you sort of see these memories, once you sort of see what the tipping point was for Lin to just flat out hate her sister... So much is put into context in such a profound way. And it really speaks to not just the character of Su Yin, but also Lin. It informs a lot of who she is, even more so than the last episode did. So we get these memories of Lin dropping in on Su Yin and seeing her friends, a.k.a. criminals, and she's like, what are you doing hanging out with these losers? Like, you gotta stop. And Yin's like, no! They're my friends! And then Lin responds to this... to this... robbery. To this getaway from a robbery, and who's driving the car but Yin. And so they have this confrontation in the street where Lin is like just berating Su Yin, and Su Yin's like, Heh, you're not gonna arrest me. I'm your sister. Like kind of taking advantage of that familial relationship. And she just starts to walk away. Lin goes into cop mode. And does the metal bending line thing to tie her down. And then Yin cuts the line, which then whips back, like, right into Lin's face. Which is how she got that scar. Which is how she got that scar on her face that we've seen since the beginning. And then, in probably the most profound scene in either of these episodes, Lin and Yin are in Toff's office, when she's still chief, and she is faced with this impossible decision. Whether to protect Yin or let her go. She then decides, "Okay, I'm gonna protect Su Yin, partially because she's my daughter, partially pro- to protect my own reputation as chief." So Lin hands Toff the arrest report. Toff just rips it in half, and Suyin's Yin's like, "Hey, where am I supposed to go?" It's like, "Oh, stay with your grandparents." Which, by the way, Toff hates her parents. Toph hates her parents, and the strict upbringing she had. Even in the comic sequels, where, like, Toph has some form of reconciliation. She still is not a fan. So the fact that she would tell Yin. Go stay with your grandparents. She's freaking desperate. And Lynn is pissed off about this. Like, hey, what are you doing? She's a criminal. She needs to be arrested. And... What we get is this... Really profound view of how Lynn's desperate attempts to be like her mother. How Lynn's desperate attempts to gain her mother's approval by following in her footsteps. Was all kind of for nothing. Because Lynn spent her entire life sort of fighting for her mother's attention cuz she was so hands off and her way to combat that was becoming a police officer rising through the ranks of of the Republic City police force and becoming chief eventually But of course, as we already know, this didn't work out. Toph still kind of waved her off a bit. Toph wasn't entirely pleased that Lin followed in her footsteps. And so this, to Lin, is Toph basically spitting in her face. Like, hey. You want to be this big law woman to try and gain my approval? Well, screw you. Here's a criminal. I'm not going to arrest them. And so now, whatever disdain she had for Suyin before, and trust me, it was a lot from what we saw in that opening flashback, this was so intensified by getting off scot free. She's trained herself so completely to just be engrossed in this police mentality to try and please her mother that to see her own sister get off because of her mother, who she is trying to please with all this. Like this immense hatred that builds, this immense disdain, this immense vitriol that we've seen over the past couple episodes, like, no shit. Of course she's going to hate her sister after that. Of course there's going to be familial problems. And in that fight that happens later, we find out that, like, Toph retired a year later, but according to Lin, she was so guilt-ridden over what she had to do to protect Su Yin. That she was just like, no, I I can't. I, I can't be chief anymore and retired. It's such a profound story. It's such a complete sort of explanation as to how she became who she became. Uh, and then I sort of alluded to this already, but we get this fight between Lin and Su Yin when Lin's like, "Hey, screw you! You got away! I hate you!" Blah, and Su Yin's trying to defend herself. We have this amazing earthbender on earthbender, metalbender on metalbender fight, and it's absolutely exquisite. It is so brilliantly crafted and so intense. Uh, with the intimate nature of this fight's background. It's so frickin' amazingly handled. And then this ends with who else but frickin' Opal getting in the middle of it and saying, Hey, what are you doing? And then Lynn faints. And when she wakes up, she sorta... Is cool with everything. She confronted her past via this whole acupun- acupuncture deal, sort of righted her internal energies, got her anger out, and now is ready to sort of bury the hatchet, now is ready to reconcile. All of this anger, all of this emotion that has built up around her family for so long. Uh, she apologizes to Opal for the way she treated her. And gives her some very brilliant advice. Very beautiful advice of, hey, I became a chief. I became a police chief to please my mother. Don't make the mistakes I did. I could have done literally anything else, but I tried to please my mother way too hard. If you want to go to the Northern Air Temple, go to the Northern Air Temple. Don't stay because of your mother. So Opal then closes out this little internal conflict and says to her parents, Yeah, I want to go to the Northern Air Temple. And Lin and Suyin Yin have this nice little coming together moment they have this heart to heart they finally bury the hatchet and they agree to not randomly attack each other. <laughs> That's basically what Lynn. that's the extent that Lin is willing to go. Let's promise to not randomly attack each other. <laughs> uh, but this family that has been fractured by this horrible event for so long has finally come together and it's beautiful and it's so perfectly handled. And I love it. Uh we also should mention this metal bending subplot. Where Korra, under the training of Suyin, becomes the very first metal-bending avatar. And Bo Lin sort of has this struggle of like, Well, I want to be a metal-bender. I've tried so many times, but I just can't get it. And has to kind of work up the courage to ask Suyin to train him. And we have this really, really beautiful, tiny arc for Bo Lin... And then there's the Zaheer subplot. Where Zaheer's trying to escape Republic City. After his Air Temple Island plan goes horribly, horribly wrong. Which, by the way, he mentions in this that he was gonna try and kill the president. Which, holy crap. But anyway. Zaheer and his comrades launch this gambit to escape Republic City. Uh, They hijack a delivery truck. Uh, They try to just sneak away with the driver just being threatened. That doesn't work because he's an idiot. So then they just go on this epic chase across the bridge out of the city. And it's awesome. This escape is freaking badass. Oh, but then this leads into our ending, where Zaheer's gang is sitting around being like, where, wh- Where? when are we gonna capture the Avatar? Oh, we'll find the Avatar, it's only a matter of time. And then Zaheer comes out of his meditation, and somehow just automatically is like, She's with the Metal Clan. And then it ends. So we are finally, in the very, very, very near future, going to get this long gestating, long built up in the background, confrontation between Zaheer and Korra. After so many episodes, after like half a season almost, of just here, sort of building up his whole deal in the background, slowly getting to the point of building up his gang and locating the Avatar. Now we are going to finally have this fight go to Korra. And I cannot wait to talk about that, because, oh boy... If I remember correctly, uh, some stuff happens, and it's pretty great. Uh, if you like this, favorite podcast, anchor.fm slash Archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday, as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in. As well, it's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time, if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, tomtom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Well, uh, tomorrow we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 3, Episode 7. Talk to you then.